0: Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go! Now here's some combination of Adam,
1: Dave, Jamie, and he... Perhaps the last time you'll need Start or Sit advice for the AFC home games. Plus, of course, you're playing it too. Week 17, welcome to Fantasy Football Today, Thursday, December 20th, Adam Azer, Jamie Eisenberg, Dave Richard, Heath Cummings, we've got eight games to talk about, but no Thursday night game, what are you guys going to do tonight, celebrate your freedom?
0: Uh, I won't have to sit in front of a camera at 11 o'clock at night, I'm excited, that's great I am
2: very very pleased with the no Thursday night happenings, I'm going to miss
3: it, I'm the exact opposite, I wish there was football tonight
0: yeah, I mean oh, I'll miss the game. I just won't miss having to work. <laughs> yeah, that's also nice. Uh yeah, I'm gonna watch
1: Ray Donovan because this season is off to a wonderful start and I'm way behind. I'm gonna catch up on that. Let's do some rankings debates. I just wanted to plug a CBS show. Um rankings debates to start it. We got two quarterbacks and a wide receiver. Philip Rivers is on Dave Island this week. Not the pitching coach Dave Island.
3: <laughs> There's an actual person.
1: Yeah. Uh, Philip Rivers is 14th for Jamie, 17th for Heath, and he's sixth for Dave against those mean, nasty Baltimore Ravens. Dave, you love Philip Rivers. Yep, I think at home in
3: a primetime spot in what amounts to a playoff game for both teams, I, I
2: think Philip Rivers comes through. It's as simple as that. Okay, guys. My problem is that. The the two most likely ways that I see this game going are bad for Philip Rivers. I could see Baltimore's offense really, really struggling in Los Angeles against the Chargers and not scoring very many points, and the Chargers just running the ball a bunch because they have a lead and there's no real threat of Lamar Jackson catching them by throwing the ball. I could see Baltimore's offense having success, but the problem with that is when Baltimore's offense has success, they have like eight-minute drives, And the other team's offense doesn't get the ball very much,
3: which forces them to throw a little bit more, by the way. And I'll take Phillip Rivers throwing the football.
0: I like Rivers. I just don't love Rivers. I may have him a spot or two too low, but he's not cracking my top 10. I had a question of Jerry Goff or Phillip Rivers, and I'm torn on that one just because Goff has been struggling and Rivers has obviously been playing a lot better. But I like Goff's situation a little bit better than I do Rivers.
1: Okay. Yeah. Rivers has had some tough matchups this year, and he's done pretty well in them. Uh, this is a really tough one. Baltimore's defense is playing so well right now. And they already allow the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterback. So there you have it. Heath 17th, Jamie 14th on, uh, Rivers, but it might move him up a little. And Dave has him sixth. So you'll have to choose at home. Uh, Tom Brady is also on Dave Island. And the pitching coach. Uh, Dave, you have Tom Brady third. And Jamie, you have him eighth, and Heath, you have him thirteenth against Buffalo. So I guess Dave, you're you're going with uh, great players, and you know the common theme here with Rivers and Brady, and not necessarily scared of the matchups. Well, so
0: what you're no- saying today is Goldilocks would love me.
1: Yes, you're right. You're you're. Are you just right? I don't know, but you're certainly right in the I'm middle.
0: Just in the
1: middle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm,
0: uh, Ma- I'm Malcolm. You call me Malcolm. Your Brady's
3: track record just off of back-to-back losses is excellent and i'm counting on Elk. the patriots just destroying buffalo. they're going to be able to do whatever they want and tom brady's going to have a big game.
2: you know the one of the you said baltimore was fourth in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks, you uh-huh. know one of the defenses better than baltimore. Yeah, i
1: do. the bills. it's
2: buffalo. they're tied with the chicago bears for the fewest fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks and it's not just because teams don't throw against them. they only give up 6.5 yards per attempt, which is a full yard less than league average.
3: Yeah, they're good. They're yeah. very good. They they've done a great job against Stafford, Darnold. Uh, was it a Tannehill game? Yes, Tannehill. Actually, Tannehill at twenty one fantasy points.
1: Well, I'll, I can go through it for you. Bortles, they, they, Cousins, Rogers, town. Brady. Uh, they held Cousins, Rodgers, and Brady to sixteen or fewer fantasy points. But yeah, Brady also had three hundred and twenty four yards, and that was in Buffalo. He did well. That
2: kind of leads to another thing that bothers I know me about him is they are running the ball in the red zone so much more than they're throwing it.
0: Uh, Malcolm, what do you think? Do you have Maith? I think that he's going to play well. I don't know if he's going to be top three good because of what he said. I do think that you're going to get a good running performance from the Patriots this week. And that's typically what we see when they get to December. Um, but I also think that Brady coming off two straight losses is going to have a moderately good game. It's just, when when I it, it's kind of like not necessarily putting him eighth in terms of it's who he's compared to, and so like I, I'm trusting him more than the, the guys that have ranked behind him. The one that I struggle with is Baker, uh, Baker Mayfield, just because I think he may have a little bit of a higher ceiling than Brady this week. Um, but otherwise, you know, it, it's uh, I like him better than Trubisky. I like him better than uh, Goff. I like him better than Rivers. I just think he's in a little bit of a better spot at home, coming off those two losses. And, and one of those, he played great in, in Miami.
1: Well, everybody does have Brady ahead of Rivers. So, so, uh, there's that. And, uh, okay. It, yeah, Brady. So I guess one last stat on this. Eight of the last ten quarterbacks to face the Bills have thrown fewer than 30 passes. Uh, seven of them have thrown 26 or fewer passes. The two in that 10 game stretch who did not were Tom Brady and Josh McCount. So I, I think that's probably a, a bit of the fear. That Heath has, anyway, is that they're just going to run the ball a lot. Uh, Okay, there we go. And Josh Gordon. So Dave and Jamie both have Josh Gordon right around 20th. And Heath, you've got him 35th in non-PPR, 39th in PPR. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. So actually, I'm going to let Dave and Jamie kick it off. Jamie, you're once again in the middle, just barely, on Josh Gordon. Uh, (laughs) You have him as a number two wide receiver.
0: I just like what number, not number, what what outside receivers have done against Buffalo lately. Uh, You saw Robbie Anderson um, last week, or two weeks ago, excuse me, against them. Uh, Last week it was Galladay. I think if you get him enough targets, and that's clearly the key for him, but Kenny Stills the week before that. They're they're still beatable out there, and I don't think, you know, Tradavius White is not is that much of a detractor if they just give Gordon some opportunities and I think that he'll get enough. And again, it kind of goes to what I was saying about Brady. It's like looking at Gordon in comparison to some of these other guys in that same range. I just like the upside of what he could do at home, leaning toward Brady playing well at home, giving him some opportunities to find the end zone.
3: I like the upside too, but I hate the results. If you go and you look at his last five games, it's non PPR, eight, seven, eleven, nine and and then one last week, which was really disappointing. He usually, obviously, by reading those numbers, you tell that he has a decent floor of seven fantasy points. I'm, I'm going to go back to the Patriots just balling out against Buffalo. They need a they, – they, the fire has been lit under them. I am sure of it. And I, I think Gordon's going to get some chances at scoring this week, and I hope he does.
2: This is one that makes me nervous, and it highlights, I think, probably process more than anything. There are definitely names that I have ranked ahead of Josh Gordon that I don't like having that name ranked ahead of the name Josh Gordon. Like uh, like who? Uh, a lot of them. Like, is it one of
3: the Broncos receivers? I think in PPR, I have Deshaun ahead of him
2: for mm-hmm. sure. Sure. But the, the thing that I come back to is since Gronk's been back, targets in the games 5, 3, 8, 2. Yeah. Three of those numbers are very, very bad for a wide receiver.
1: I mean, you have Tim Patrick and Robert Foster ahead of him. Yep. In non-PPR.
2: And I think I'm the low guy on Robert Foster. Uh,
1: would you guys start Dante Pettis and or Robbie Anderson ahead of Josh Gordon? Yes. I'll Anderson, start Robbie. Yes. Anderson, yes, but for, for Jamie, for Dave and Jamie, not, not Pettis, but they're close. Uh, alright. So we'll get obviously into the uh, Buffalo New England game and the other seven AFC home games. I have another diehard debate that has nothing to do with Christmas that I think was fun for the listeners. We'll get into that. Oh yeah. Uh, Jamie, your start of the week is kind of fun this week. Uh, kind of, kind of gutsy. Uh, who's your start of the week?
0: Uh, Baker Mayfield. I think, uh, first off, good matchup against the Bengals. I know they've played a little bit better of late, but, uh, and he's struggled a little bit of late three straight games with only 15 fantasy points, and they haven't allowed a quarterback to get to 20 or more fantasy points in three straight games. But uh, the last time these two teams met in Cincinnati, he went for 34. This is the best game of his season. And I think a lot of it has to do with who's on the other sideline. Um, my guess is he's going to want to stick it to you, Jackson, one more time. Uh, big conversation again this week about what he said after the game, calling him fake, the lack of a handshake, all the stuff that went on there. And Baker said something which I think is kind of true to a young quarterback like him that's kind of still in the college mode. He said, this is a rivalry game. And you know what happens when you have the chance to stick it to your rival. So the Bengals are bad. They're at home. It's his last home game. Um, I think you'll see him have another chance for, uh, I'm going to say, three touchdowns for Baker, uh, around 250 to 275. He went for 258 and four the last time against them. And so I like to set up for Callaway. I like to set up for Njoku. I think Landry will do enough. Um, I, I just think Baker's going to be a top 10 quarterback this week.
1: Cool. Baker Mayfield, 10th for Jamie, 14th for Dave, and 8th for Heath. So everybody likes him. I mean, 14th is not really that low. Um, and uh, would you guys start Aaron Rodgers or Baker Mayfield? I'll take Rodgers.
0: I'll take Rodgers, too. But like Brady, that's another one I struggle with. It's just that I, I think there could be a higher ceiling for Baker, just given the standpoint of will Rodgers actually play in the game and will he finish the game? So, Baker is one that I struggle with because
3: I think I, I think it's it comes down to that third touchdown for me. I think he can get 202. I'm not sure. I asked some friends in Cleveland are close to the team hey you know is is there as much hype about this game as there was the last time when he was with Cincinnati and I was told no it just doesn't seem like it the rivalry comment is interesting though the fact that he said that does pause a little bit uh gives me pause a little bit I I like him but I don't I don't know if he's got that high ceiling I don't think four touchdowns is going to be there and I I wouldn't bet on three either two though that'll be there 202
1: no interceptions
3: Nice clean game for Baker Mayfield.
1: All right, and actually Heath is the highest on Mayfield. He has him eighth, so you can go to Baker Mayfield this week if you own like Cousins or Mayfield.
3: Mayfield, oh Mayfield,
1: okay, easy. Um, and then I know Dave's answer is Rivers, but for for Jamie and Heath, Rivers or Mayfield?
0: Mayfield, Mayfield, okay.
1: Um, all right, so that's your start of the week, and here is an awesome deal that everybody needs to know about Omaha Steaks. I hope my father-in-law is not listening right now because we just got him the Omaha Steaks package that I've been telling you all about for the last few weeks. We just got it for him for Christmas, and he's going to love it. And uh, I'm going to go over there and eat some of it for sure. Uh, last year was Omaha Steaks' 100th anniversary. They are America's original butcher since 1917. The food is incredible. Uh, I love the steaks, but my favorites are actually the sausages, the hot dogs. Those are amazing, but all the food is great. And listen to this deal. What you're going to do is go to omahasteaks.com and type in the search bar, type in FFT. Uh, Type FFT in the search bar. It's not a URL or anything. You got to go to the search bar. And when you do that, you are going to get 74% off an amazing package of food uh it's usually 195 bucks we're giving it to you for 49.99 and here's what you're getting four hand cut top sirloin steaks two premium pork chops four chicken fried steaks so good. Four Omaha Steaks burgers, four kielbasa sausages, all beef meatballs, four potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartless are incredible, and four more burgers for free. All of that for $49.99. You go to omahasteaks.com, you go to the search bar, you type in FFT. Omaha Steaks is a fifth generation family owned company with over 100 years of experience delivering perfectly aged beef hand cut by master butchers. In Omaha. And you are going to love it. OmahaStakes.com, Type in FFT and get that package for forty nine ninety nine. Uh, email of the day comes from Garrett at FantasyFootball at CBSi.com. Garrett says, I am 8 years old and I'm playing against Heath this week in the championship game of my dad's 20-plus year league. This is the same league Heath won his semifinal game with only 72 points. Would you start Patrick, Patrick Mahomes versus Seattle or Russell Wilson against the Chiefs? Note, I've already beat Heath head-to-head twice this season. That's funny. So he's running game himself? himself? Uh, well, he sent a follow-up email. <laughs> I <laughs> just replied to him. I think it's
2: nice to reply to our uh, listener. Yeah, us messages.
1: it is. Congratulations on your finals appearance, Garrett. Make sure you thank your dad for creating a new rule to gift you Devontae Adams. You should definitely start Mahomes. P.S. to an 8-year-old, he says. Please don't cry when I beat you. I might feel bad.
2: <laughs> Garrett, I won't actually feel bad. <laughs> I hope your dad takes a video of you crying after I beat you, <laughs> so that I
1: can watch wow. it and
0: laugh. It will make my Christmas.
1: Oh, this is tremendous, Heath. This is tremendous. So you're facing. So an he beats me. So
0: he's running the team, or his dad is.
1: Um, his
2: I I can't answer that question.
3: Sounds like he's running the team, but the dad is hooking him up. With Do you, you want to
2: hear Garrett's players. team? Because I've got it pulled up right here. I'm a uh, an, an eleven point underdog. Yeah. Uh, he has Patrick Mahomes, Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, T.Y. Hilton, Devontae Adams, Vance McDonald, Peyton Barber.
1: And you're only in a, an 8-point underdog <laughs> or 11-point whatever it was. That's a, that's a really good team.
2: Yeah, he has a very good team. He's beat me twice by a combined 75 points this year. Wow. <laughs> I like his chances. But this is the only one that matters, Garrett, and yeah. you're going down.
1: All right. So yeah.
2: uh, make sure your dad doesn't have his camera out when you start crying.
1: And Garrett, if you beat Heath... Right before Christmas, you have to get him a broom for Christmas. Like You have to. That would be do we, uh,
2: wonderful.
3: Are we going to have a camera on you, Heath, if you end up losing to an
2: 8-year-old uh, for the third time? I'm not going to. Can <laughs> we Can we have
1: Garrett on if he beats Heath? Actually, that would be kind of funny, except Heath won't be on because Heath is riding off to the We don't need Heath. We don't, yeah. I want to talk to a champion. Uh, all right, guys. Let's do the injuries, news, and notes. Cam Newton being shut down. Taylor Heineke is going to start for Carolina. Your thoughts against Atlanta?
0: <laughs> i do think um feel like, bad for having to use a microphone next
2: look at what the panthers <laughs> have done the last two weeks offensively <clears throat> i i don't know that taylor heineke is going to be any less accurate than cam newton has been the last two weeks with with half of a shoulder
3: i think they'll run a very simple west coast plan
2: <clears throat> he is a very athletic quarterback yes he can do a lot of the running stuff that cam has done maybe even a little more of it because they didn't want to run cam the last couple of weeks uh, Christian McCaffrey is the only Panther that you're starting.
1: Yep. Yeah. And how good is the Falcons DST? Uh, good. I need to move them up. Top twelve. Okay. Yeah. What DS- a gift. DST's good. Gonna... They were good last week. They were really good last week. Yeah. And them. They were. I think they were number one. They were. I'm pretty sure. Pick six. I, I don't know what the Saints did. I think they were number one going into Monday night.
2: I think I like the Falcons better than the Patriots.
1: Okay. Uh, let's see, Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Brian Bulaga, his right tackle, could play this week. And Green Bay nose tackle Kenny Clark is on IR, so that does certainly help Eli McGuire. That is great for Elijah Maguire.
2: I, I think this is probably like a blow-up Aaron Rodgers game. And I'm going to regret saying this and ranking Aaron Rodgers third like I have him right now, but the Jets are absolutely terrible against quarterbacks. Rodgers, yes, the Packers are folding up. They're they're disappearing. Their defense is probably going to play bad, and the Jets are going to score points. We like McGuire and Robbie Anderson. I think this is probably one of those 303 games from Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. It should be. I, I'd believe it if I had seen it from
3: him. Yeah. And that's the problem is that he's just not on the same page with anybody not
2: named Devontae Adams.
3: And I guess Randall Cobb, too, but Cobb's banged up right now.
2: Good thing I'm playing Devontae Adams this week <laughs> against Nate. <laughs>
1: Uh, What else we got? Spencer Ware was limited in practice, and Lamar Miller was limited in practice. Those are good signs. Uh, we hopefully will know more tomorrow. We're also going to do a mailbag show uh, that hopefully we'll know more by the time you hear that. But right now, are you ranking Spencer Ware or Lamar Miller?
0: Miller, yes. Ware, no.
1: Okay. Uh, Odell Beckham did not practice. Do you think he plays at this point? Nope. No. Nope. James Conner mispracticed. He's unlikely to play. So Jalen Samuels, again, relevant. And uh, Samuels at tight end is where.
0: Top
2: five. Uh, let me. I'll, I'll get you exactly. Um, because I've got him top twelve at running back now. Ooh! Wow! And at tight end, I.
1: I'd start him ahead of Gronk. I put him.
2: I'd start him over everyone but Kelsey.
1: Woo! Okay. Um. What else? Uh, Todd Gurley expected to play. Marcus Mariota practiced in full. Kenny Galladay was limited with a chest injury, but he should be fine. But unfortunately, he's getting Xavier rhodes uh, T.Y. Hilton missed practice, but he always misses practice. Miami cornerback Xavier Howard was limited in practice. That's great news if you're starting the Dolphins DST against Jacksonville. Leonard bad For-
3: news if you're starting Cody Kessler.
1: <laughs> Leonard Fournette practiced in full, so we're going to preview that game. Uh, but if case anybody tunes out before that, that'll be later in the show. How good of a start is Leonard Fournette this week? And would you start him over Jalen Samuels?
0: No and no.
3: Leonard Fournette was very strange last week. He was returning kicks. He play, He had one carry in the second half, and it was a nice run. And then he was out of there, and he was kind of gimpy when he was walking off the field. His offensive line is dreadful. He, I I don't know how much work he's going to get. He is such a mystery.
1: We have major breaking news. Oh, Oh, no. No, what happened?
0: Josh Gordon is stepping away from football again. What? According to him, he released a statement. I take my mental health very seriously at this point to ensure I remain able to perform at the highest level. I have recently felt like I could have a better grasp on things mentally. With that said, I will be stepping away from the football field for a bit to focus on my mental health. I would like to thank Coach Belichick, Mr. Kraft, as well as countless others within the Patriots organization for their continued support. I want to thank my fans for their support as well as I continue down the path getting back to 100%.
2: Tom Pellicero says he is facing another indefinite suspension for violating terms of his reinstatement under the substance abuse policy. Well,
1: that's terrible. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, I think we do have to give a fantasy reaction to it. Uh, We can wait until... We get to that game, but I mean, uh, might as well just talk about it now.
0: All right, yeah, it's kind of obvious. Well,
1: isn't it? for Brady, what does it mean for Brady? We uh, we just debated him.
0: Not much, unfortunately.
1: You're not going to downgrade him.
0: Maybe a spot or two, but we, you know, you've seen the numbers. It's not like he's been that big he, of a difference maker. He's he's a threat that threatens the defense, but the numbers haven't exactly put Brady one way or the other. I mean. You saw a big play from Chris Hogan last week, you know, he'll have an opportunity, maybe helps Gronk a little bit. Um, no, but then, I mean he's, Darryl Darryl losing, he's losing maybe, a really yeah.
1: good player. I mean,
0: huh? he's losing a very good player. He's losing their He is, but But it's I mean, not like, like the like,
3: very good player was helping him out he and making
1: him a better.
3: Player. I mean, no, he was 70, helping him out. 70 but yards. I, I don't
0: I, honestly I don't think against Buffalo, it's oh my god, he loses. It's it's not like Philip Rivers not having Keenan Allen or or one of, you know, I I'd, I'd be more concerned about Brady if he lost Edelman at this point.
2: I will probably drop him from. He was 13. I wasn't really excited about starting him. I'll probably drop him behind Rivers to 17.
1: Okay, that's a pretty big drop for you. That's four spots. That's well, four spots. Yeah. I mean, it's not at
2: quarterback, that's like one point.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. Um, and then I cool. guess if you have any questions about starting Edelman, you know, those are gone. He's, you know, he's been a stud anyway. Um if it were an easier matchup, maybe we could say like Cordell Patterson had sleeper appeal, but can't. Really. It is a
2: revenge game for Chris Hogan. <laughs> yeah. It's like seventh now, but. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: all right. Well, sorry to hear it, um, but thanks for yeah. letting us know on the on the show so we can get that in there. And well, the rankings debates that you heard earlier today maybe not uh, so relevant. Okay, um, Joe Mixon has a wrist issue, but it should be fine. Chris Ivory and Lashawn McCoy were limited in practice. And again, we'll preview that game, but it looks like those two guys might play. Tyler Boyd mispractice, and he's probably not gonna play. Bears safety Eddie Jackson mispractice, and I can't imagine he's going to play at San Francisco. I don't think that's gonna make you love Nick Mullins, but it's, it's not a bad thing. Eddie Jackson's really good. Uh, Saints wide receiver Ted Ginn could come off IR, but probably not this week, right? Doesn't sound like it. And Cleveland cornerback Denzel Ward practiced in full, and what you know, Heath and I talked about the browns dst yesterday and i was kind of like kind of low on them i guess but this would really help for sure just a couple things to promote real quick we still have our fanduel contest fanduel.com slash fft please sign up it's only five bucks fanduel.com slash fft extremely fun dave richard cashes every single week he is killing it um and uh yeah sign up fanduel.com slash fft and yesterday i was just on cbssports.com doing my research for the games and there was a little notification on the top right of my browser from Honey, which is a sponsor of ours. And I clicked on it, and it gave me all these coupon codes for the CBS store. So then I went to the CBS store, and I bought three hats with my coupon code. And I saved like 15 bucks. So get to uh, go to joinhoney.com slash FFT. It's just like a little plug-in for your browser that finds coupons for you. joinhoney.com slash FFT. It's free. It saves you money. It's the coolest thing. And in that one promo there, I was able to promote CBSSports.com, the CBS Sports shop, and one of our sponsors. Yeah. Now, yesterday, before we get into the games, I was on the phone with my boss, Eric, who um, is a very smart guy but is dumb enough to think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. But whatever. We had a new debate. Is John McClane the best action hero of all time? Is there anyone that's even in his class? As a character,
0: I mean James Bond. Well, that's interesting because there have been Jason Bourne,
1: four or five different Bonds, right? Yeah, Bourne. Bourne. Bourne, We thought about that, but the movies are so good. Like I I don't know. Like they're almost like too good to (laughs) be. If that makes sense. Like they're not just uh, uh, like cheap cheap action thrills. But no, Bourne's a good one. Rambo. Rambo is another good one, but I I'd still take McLean as number 1. I do I do
3: I did love John McClane. Die okay. Hard was a very influential movie for
1: me growing up. But all of them, like not all of them are good, but so many of them are good. Okay,
2: I've got uh I've got the top 10 per IMDb real quick and you can just say yes or no or no better than McClane.
1: Okay, but the last thing is that we were like one of the guys we mentioned was Liam Neeson in Taken. But we couldn't remember his character's name, which I think eliminates him from, from sure contention. Like uh, right
2: Arnold Schwarzenegger for Terminator and Predator.
1: No, no, that doesn't count. That's different movies. No, and he's a he's right. a bad it's guy. Not best actor, it's best character. character. I thought
2: he said best action hero. Right? Yeah, so yeah, like the character. We're talking about a character. Okay, so just his character. Yeah, and so and, and the thing with Terminator uh, is
1: like he's bad in the
2: first one and good in the second. Rocky or Rambo, either one.
1: Rocky, no. Rambo would be.
0: Rocky's not an action movie.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's
0: not. It it's also, it's almost no action, action movie. No. <laughs> no, by definition of this, I agree with Adam. Thank yeah. you. Rocky, Rocky's a sports character.
2: Well, IMDb does does have Rocky and not Rambo as number two amongst the best action heroes. That's stupid. Number three is Jean-Claude Van Damme for Double Impact. No.
1: So, yeah, the problem is I think we're looking for, like, uh, guys who have been in, se- like, a series of movies, but that's fine. John Claude Van Damme. I'm open to
3: considering a character from one movie.
2: Okay, me too. Um, Clint Eastwood. Pick your movie.
1: Uh, yeah, okay. I haven't. I haven't really, I'm not really too familiar with the old. Clint Jackie Swift. Chan. Hmm. Yeah, I mean you can't compare like Jackie Chan in Rush Hour to John McClane. John McClane's the man. Uh, Nicholas Cage in Face Off. <laughs> Lol. What? All right, so this list is disqualified. Yeah, this is stupid. John Wick is is uh, another one that'll get some votes, but he's no John McClane. Chuck Norris. These are just these are just action stars. These are not answers.
2: Uh Keanu Reeves, The Matrix series. That's a good one, but not same.
1: John Wick is a bigger badass than Neo.
0: Mm, Wesley Snipes and Blade, di- different kind of badass. I've never seen The Matrix, so I can't really. <laughs> Wesley Snipes and Blade's a good one. Yeah, that's a, that's a very that good, a one.
1: good one. All right. Well, I'm I'm interested to hear if anybody thinks anyone's better than John McClane because to me he's the undisputed champion of action action stars. Thank you. Good debate. Um, also, one of my friends thinks that The Sandlot is a Fourth of July movie, which is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Washington, Washington at Tennessee. What else is ridiculous? Why did I start with this game? So we can probably knock it out quickly. Washington at Tennessee. Uh, your stat of the game. The Redskins have allowed only eight rushing touchdowns to running backs this season. And Derrick Henry has seven rushing touchdowns in his last three games. So he's by far the most interesting player in this game. How much do you like Derrick Henry this week?
0: Love him. Top 10 in non-PPR, just outside top 12 in PPR. And
3: Washington's allowed almost five and a half yards per carry in their last four. It is perfect. Perfecto.
1: Okay. For Derrick Henry. Any... Waiver Wire guys from like the last three weeks, Jalen Samuels, Damian Williams, if Spencer Ware doesn't play, Spencer Ware, Spencer Ware does play, Elijah McGuire, Jamal Williams.
0: I I think the first two you named in PPR are on the table for sure.
2: I would start Jalen Samuels over him. I would start Damian Williams over him in PPR if Spencer Ware was out.
3: I'm not sure if there's a running back with a higher ceiling than Derrick Henry this week, and you can pick your format. He could go bonkers Yeah, it, but against this terrible why, defense and terrible
1: offense. Why Washington's you, offense I, oh yeah, is I awful. I don't think their
2: defense is terrible. They're
1: going
3: to be.
2: This
1: is the Short toughest defense in the last the three road. games that he's faced. Yeah, but what did he have, 30 carries last week? How many carries did Derrick Henry have last 33. week? 33. 33 carries. He's uh, got 50 carries in the last two games. That's what they're going to do. I mean, they're going to run.
0: Why would you oh, just and, start... This might be a
2: game where there's like 45 total plays run because Adrian Peterson's going to run it 19 times for 50 yards. And they're just going to run. I
0: take the clear. under under fifty.
1: <laughs> he had nineteen for fifty one last week at Jacksonville, so that was a pretty good projection. Uh, <laughs> we that brings us to Peterson. We're sitting Peterson, right? Yes.
0: There's not one player for Washington I would play.
1: Okay. Uh, I did want to give Josh Johnson a little bit of love. He has forty five and forty nine rushing yards in his last two games. But yeah,
0: So That's great. Enough.
1: great, <laughs> Uh Is there any? Uh, there any, is a
0: report that Colt McCoy could play week seventeen. So,
1: is there any tight the Redskins season? Yay! And they're st- they're still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any Titan that you would start other than Derrick Henry?
3: No. The DST. Uh yes, yes. I love their love their DST. And Ryan Suckup as well.
1: Okay. No Ferkser, no Corey Davis. No. All right, I think we're done with that game.
0: I Furkser hate him.
1: <laughs> Cincinnati's at Cleveland. Uh you're of the game. Eight tight ends have caught a touchdown against the Bengals, and all of them had five or fewer targets. I like that stat. Good of chance that
2: David Njoku have five or fewer targets.
1: He had that,
0: five targets when he played in the first time. And he caught a touchdown, right? He had a good yep. game. Yep. But, he jumped from the seven-yard line and got thrown into the end zone. Crowd surfed.
1: By the way, Nick Costos has David Njoku ahead of Zach Ertz in his 2019 tight end rankings that we didn't get to yesterday, Heath. Oh, boy, I wish I could have gotten to that. Um, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, good old Nicky.
1: <laughs> Nick was great on the show yesterday. But it, I time, don't doubt it. We didn't get to but that. That's a little nuts.
2: The the worst performance in Fantasy Jeopardy we've ever had on the show. Uh, I don't know. They're all pretty bad. He literally did not get one question right and was given oh. 2,000 <laughs> points by you because he said he was going to answer someone.
1: That's true, but I believed him. Honor system. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway. Um, what? Well, great great fantasy game here, Cincinnati and
3: Cleveland? For Cleveland, maybe. One-sided. For Nick Chubb. Yeah,
0: but Mixon's going to be what? Top 15. There there are a few big-name running backs that have some tough spots this week because of a lack of talent around them. Mixon is one of them. McCaffrey, we talked about, is one of them. Saquon Barkley is one of them. And I think you just have to start those guys just based on what their upside should be if they... Have things working in their favor with a lot of the touches.
1: Yeah, it is a tough spot because when they lose, and we expect the Bengals to lose, he usually gets like 12, 13 carries. And he's involved in the passing game, which is nice. But,
0: um. Is, he's also the AFC leader in rushing yards right now. Is he? Wow.
1: And this is not so, a tough matchup. I mean, they, they have. Cleveland's been really good against the run the last two games, but for the season, they haven't been. However, like I said, you know, the, the carries may not be there. So would you start Mixon or Derrick Henry?
0: Henry and Henry. Not
1: PPR, and you start mixing in PPR. Yep. Yeah,
3: I'll take Henry no matter what.
1: All right, so that's the only Bengal that we're looking at here. Um, although without Tyler Boyd, assuming he doesn't play, there's opportunity for other guys. Are you? Are there any sleepers here? Ross, even Uzama.
0: Well, John Ross, Ross missed practice on Wednesday, so you got to keep an eye on that.
1: Yeah. I
2: listen. <laughs> CJ <G>. Uzama has been <laughs> absolutely awful, dreadful in every single way. But if there's no Tyler Boyd, he's probably going to get five or six targets in this game. I don't think Cleveland's great against tight ends. I think you could do worse than C.J. Uzama.
1: Yeah. Maybe, like, four for 40 or something, which yeah. wouldn't kill you. Could be top 12 in PPR. Yeah. Uh Okay. And then F- Baker Mayfield, we already talked about. He is the start of the week. And... um uh, I did this yesterday, but right, I have 10th for Jamie, 14th for Dave, and 8th for Heath. I don't think that's changed. I think that's where we're at. Okay, Nick Chubb. Like him, love him, got to have him.
2: I want to rank him number one,
3: but gotta I can't have either. him. <laughs> yes, you can also make a case for him that to have the highest upside of any running back this week.
1: Would you start him over, not that you probably have to make this decision, but would you start Nick Chubb over Saquon Barkley? Yes. I'm not there yet. Just for fun. But uh, yeah, he's he's amazing over this. McCaffrey week. too.
2: I would start him over those guys in non PPR for sure. I'm not sure I wouldn't PPR.
1: Okay, how about the Cleveland wide receivers? What are we doing here?
0: Landry and Callaway are number three guys. Number threes.
1: So how does how does that work with you, Jamie? Because you got him as your start of the week, Baker Mayfield. You know somebody's gonna have to produce
0: Yeah, it's it's the Trubisky factor, same thing. You know, it, it's gonna be like Callaway scored two of the last four, but I can't. Tell you he's a must-start receiver. Landry has performed well in two of his last three. I can't tell you he's a must-start receiver. It's it's just you don't necessarily have to start the receiving core for the quarterback to play well. But don't be surprised that if these receivers do play well, it's just a matter of Mm -hmm. it's the guessing game.
2: I mean, Baker's best stretch of the season was when Landry was terrible,
0: right? And Perryman's made some plays for him. I think Njoku's like Njoku's a starting tight end for me, but that's just the nature of the position.
3: Right. I can, I can tell you that the Cincinnati defense has three very good cornerbacks. They've been playing well lately. It's Jackson, Kirkpatrick, and, uh, Denard. Denard. I almost, I say Denard every time and I don't know. But the rest of that defense is in brutal shape. So they're going to look for matchups against the linebackers and safeties. And, uh, I would say that that puts pretty much anybody that's not a consistent outside receiver in play as someone who could help Baker out.
0: And again, Callaway did score against them three weeks ago. So. Yeah, on a great route. And Perryman's been, you know, uh, a a guy they take a couple shots with each week. Plus, he had the red zone touchdown two weeks ago.
1: When we previewed the Raiders Bengals game last week, we were talking about Jordy Nelson. I had mentioned that most wide receivers who get seven to eleven targets, and I picked that because that was Jordy Nelson's target range, do very well against the Bengals. Thirteen of eighteen now after Nelson, who had six for eighty-eight last week. Thirteen of eighteen wide receivers with uh, seven to eleven targets against the Bengals score 13 or more fantasy points in PPR, which is usually, like, number two receiver territory. Three of the five who didn't were were Ravens. However, like, most of the Browns' wide receivers don't get 7 to 11 targets. So I went through every wide receiver who had four to six targets against the Bengals. It's not even worth... It, it was useless research, I think. But most of them didn't do well, but that's the case with most guys who get four to six targets. So, yeah, like we said, we're not in love with any of these guys. Would you start any Bills' wide receivers over Jarvis Landry? Yeah, Foster. Foster. Awesome. I don't
2: think I have any of them ranked higher than him.
1: It, they're all in the same range. Okay. And Njoku is top 10. Uh, obviously, Jalen Samuels will start over him. Would you start Chris Herndon or David Njoku? Njoku. Njoku.
3: Uh,
0: Njoku in non-PPR, Herndon in PPR.
1: Evan Ingram or David Njoku? Assuming Be- Assuming Beckham's out. Ingram. Yep. As long as Beckham's out, it's Ingram. Ingram. Cleveland DST is top 6. So, yeah, my argument was just, like, the Browns have been very conservative, not throwing a lot of interceptions. The Bengals. The Bengals, yeah. Is that what I said?
2: You said the Browns have been conservative. You said that?
1: Might, yeah. might be. The Bengals. But, yeah, forget it. Start the Browns DST, especially if they have Denzel Ward, which looks like they will. And start using stamps.com. It's holiday season. You got a lot of things to buy and a lot of things to ship And Stamps.com knows the holidays are the busiest time of the year, especially at the post office. If you use Stamps.com, it saves you so much time during the hectic holiday season. And I've used Stamps.com. It's a really tremendous service. It brings all the services of the U.S. post office right to your desktop. So you can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail using your own computer and printer. And then the mail carrier picks it up. So this is great if you have a small business. This is great if you you work at home. You don't have to go to the post office. You don't have to leave the house. Just go to the mailbox, and uh the the mail carrier is going to do all of that for you. And uh, you can print postage any day, any It's always open. It's 24-7. It saves you time, and it saves you money. And you'll print the right amount of postage every time, so you won't have to overpay. And with Stamps.com, you get discounts on postage. Uh, that you can't even get at the post office. So this is a no-brainer, everybody. And how about this amazing offer from Stamps.com? Get a four-week trial, plus postage, and a digital scale without long-term commitments. All at Stamps.com. If you go to the homepage, you click on the microphone, and you type in FFT. Again, it's a four-week trial, postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in FFT on Stamps.com. Our third game today is Baltimore at the Chargers. This is a game. Yeah. Do you guys think the Ravens have a chance to win? I don't know why. I think they have, like, no chance.
2: I think they have a chance for sure.
1: A
3: chance, yes. Yeah, slim chance. Is the chance, like, 20%? Yes.
2: Yeah. Oh, I think it's higher than that. 21%? 43%.
1: Yeah, it's a tough spot. If it
2: was 21%, you're looking at a plus 400 line. I'd bet that money line all day long.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I probably would too. (laughs) Um, In three games without Denzel Perryman and Corey Legit, 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 the Chargers have allowed just 4.2 yards per carry to running backs. Not bad. However, A running back has scored 19 or more fantasy points in non-PPR, 22 or more in PPR in all three games. Five running backs have scored a touchdown against the Chargers in those three games. So, how do we feel about a guy who has 16 carries or more every game, but never catches a pass? Never. It's Gus Edwards.
0: I don't hate him. I think he's a good number two running back this week. I like him in non-PPR. I'm flex in PPR.
2: Yeah, he's, he's a number two for me in non-PPR. He's a low-end flex in PPR.
0: You go back to the Kansas City game, and that's, I think, kind of what you should expect.
1: Edwards or Joe Mixon?
0: Mixon. That's not close.
1: What do you mean it's not close? I mean, I we did. just said that Mixon is a tough spot. I'd still go with it. So Mixon. does Edwards. No, he doesn't. Did you Didn't hear the stand of the game.
2: The tough spot for Edwards, last week first three quarters he had like 45 yards
0: rushing and he's got two touchdowns on the season he was awesome well, in the fourth quarter been putting been that a game starter away. for five games but okay so two and five games
1: he's got three 100 yard games No, look i would oh, I, it again, is easy i, I think you get yeah. six to eight points if he doesn't score it, it's i there's no way i would start him over Mixon. i was just asking uh no i know what you're doing yeah um you are you, you are correct sir all right lamar jackson we're we're saying no to. Yes mayfield darnold ahead of him
2: i would rather start him than kirk cousins fair yes i would rather start him than philip rivers not fair no that that is it why over
0: cousins over rivers lamar really
3: i've got lamar a spot ahead of Dak, and two spots i've got it behind
1: james
0: yeah i don't trust Lamar Jackson this week
1: why why would you start Nah, eh, we'll get into stafford tomorrow um Kenneth Dixon, no, can't do it, right? Not enough touches? No. All right, so how about uh, and nobody in the Ravens passing game, so let's go to the Chargers. We already talked about Phillip Rivers at the top of the show. Dave's got him sixth, Jamie 14th, but might move him up a bit, and Heath has him 17th, but might move him to 16th with Tom Brady falling behind Philip Rivers with the Josh Gordon news. So if you want your Rivers discussion, it's at the top of the show. Um, Melvin Gordon. Heath and I talked about Melvin Gordon yesterday, and and... Just a little bit of caution because of the situation and the matchup. But uh, Dave and Jamie, where are you on Melvin Gordon?
0: If he plays, you start him.
1: Agreed. Top 12 running back easy. Top 12, but not the typical like top three.
0: No. Not no. the top three. Yeah, he's and if around Eckler's either. out, as expected, better in PPR.
1: What do you do with the Chargers wide receivers?
3: I'm rolling with Keenan Allen if he plays.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to drop him I'm a couple spots. But... He's a top 15 receiver.
2: Start Keenan Allen. Don't start anybody else if he plays. Start both of the others if he doesn't play. Well,
1: that's the thing because we saw great numbers from the others last week. I mean, Mike Williams had three touchdowns, one rushing. But he and Tyrell Williams had basically the same amount of catches and yards, and Tyrell had three more targets. Um, Mike Williams is 84% owned. Tyrell Williams is 69% owned. This, though, is a much different beast than the Kansas City Chiefs. The Ravens have held A.J. Green, Emmanuel Sanders, Antonio Brown twice, Juju Smith-Schuster once, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, all of them to fewer than 70 yards. Um, Now, that doesn't mean every wide receiver has been bad against them. But whereas you trust Keenan Allen in a tough matchup, do you trust Mike Williams and Tyra Williams in a tough matchup?
3: They're not going to get the same type of targets if Keenan Allen's
1: playing. No, no, no. I'm saying – I'm sorry. I'm saying if Keenan Allen's out. I know if Keenan Allen's in, you sit them. But if Keenan Allen's out, I almost feel like I almost wonder if it's a trap. You know, oh, Keenan Allen's out, got to go with Mike Williams, but this is a much tougher deal than last week.
2: I think that's fair. And I, I, it wouldn't be a must top 20 guy, but I think they'd both be in a top 30. And
3: I would I would have a hard time being deciphering which Ravens corner would go against which Chargers receiver because I think you'd end up seeing the Chargers kind of mix and match and take shots at Jimmy Smith is the weak link, and that's saying something because Jimmy Smith is typically a good cornerback, but he's the weak link in the secondary. And so I would imagine in the red zone, the Chargers would try and get Michael Williams on him, and when they're not in the red zone, it would be Tyro Williams on him. It's a mess. You're hoping that they get the same type of
1: target volume with Keenan Allen is out that they got last week. And I'm sorry to revisit this now. I should have asked this earlier, but if Keenan Allen doesn't play, does that sink Phillip Rivers? Yeah, that hurts, Phil. Yeah, I, I can't imagine being too confident in Rivers without Keenan Allen. Well, I mean, the Mavens. report is going to play though. Right. Okay. So we expect expecting to play, so I probably just wasted my time. Uh, well, that's it, right? No gates. Oh, the DSTs are really interesting. Which Which one do you like better? Would you try to get away from them for a streamer this week? I would try and get away from them
0: for a streamer.
2: Absolutely. I would much rather start the Browns or Titans than them. How about the Dolphins? Dolphins, Falcons.
3: I've got the
1: yep. Dolphins
2: right behind them.
1: Heats a little the bit Chargers the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, they're both like, both the Chargers and the Ravens are within the 10 to 15 range for everybody.
3: Right, so but you, you don't you need, need to, do to hold on to them. Yeah. This
1: is championship week. Right, you can so do better.
3: play the matchup, go with the much better matchups, and get away from these other tight ends that could give up a lot of, or DSTs, rather, that could give up a lot of points. All
1: right, Buffalo's at New England. I don't think I gave this stat of the game. Stat of the game. There have been five running backs with 14 or more carries against the Bills. 14 or more carries. Three of them actually had 60 or fewer rushing yards. But, four of those five scored at least one touchdown. Three of them scored multiple touchdowns. Four of the five scored 14 or more fantasy points in non-PPR and 16 or more in PPR. Now we've already talked about Tom Brady, so let's talk about the running backs for the New England Patriots. And the theme there, you get 14 or more carries. You usually do pretty well against the Bills. You usually score. They give up a lot of rushing touchdowns. So, how do we feel about Sonny Michel this week, guys? I kind of like
3: him. He's at number two. Yeah, I I think that this is, I think the second half of this game could be all his. Boy, Patriots are going to score 50 points this week. <laughs> that that I, I don't know about 50, but 30?
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they won 25 to 6 in week eight. I think listen. they could have a, a big, big game. Oh, bless and you. And that would help Sony. Keith, you all right over there? Yeah, I'm fine.
0: All right. You better um, get your strength for this weekend. Going back to Josh Gordon. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the Patriots, according to uh, the NFL Network, knew this was coming. And that could be for his lack of apparently lack of playing time. I guess uh, he, he has been losing some snaps to Patterson uh, in recent weeks. Um, true. So they've been planning for this, I guess. Interesting note, though. Would you have taken this as the Patriots, giving up a fifth rounder, getting a seventh rounder back to get 40 catches, 720 yards, and three touchdowns over 11 games?
1: A seventh rounder?
0: You're getting a seventh rounder back, giving up a fifth rounder.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Actually, he he, he was
3: losing playing time until last week. He played almost every snap last week. Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's worth a fifth round pick. I yep. mean, it, it, I agree. at the end of the day, he probably they would have won the division without him, but you know. They haven't won
3: yet. <laughs> in case you were wondering, Chris Hogan played sixty two percent of the snaps last week, Cordero Patterson eight percent of the snaps. And Cordero has one game in his last call it ten with more than a third of the snaps.
1: Would you start Sony Michelle or Gus Edwards this week, guys? So. I have Gus higher. Uh Michelle. How do you rank th- some of the flexes? Like, Edelman appears to be, other than the quarterbacks, all right? Like, we'll get into Josh Allen, but we've talked about Brady. Edelman's a must start. But then we got a whole bunch of, like, flexy guys. Michelle, White, the Bills running backs, I'm, I'm assuming we're avoiding, but gosh, the Patriots have a terrible run defense. The Bills wide receivers are interesting. Um, you know, wh- what do you make of this game? I think it's going to be an ass whooping. <laughs> so what does that mean for fantasy? Like, what do you make of the fantasy assets I could see Josh Allen making plays in this game I think he, I could see him
3: making plays for the Patriots in this game like you him the turnovers though, too, yeah I moved him down I, I'm worried about those turnovers I'm worried about the completion rate remaining right around 50 percent and I think the Patriots are going to have an answer for him when he tries to run the ball I, I just I, I think this is an absolute
1: Butt kick but I, I uh, just let's focus on James White, Sony Michelle, Robert Foster.
2: Michelle's first. I assume we're in PPR. White's right
1: behind him in PPR
0: though. Yeah, and he might even be ahead. Tr- of him, are are you starting himself.
1: James White this week? or Are you looking at other? Yeah, options? Yeah, he's he's in that number two running in, back in PPR. Yes, in, in non PPR,
0: I try to get away from. Him.
1: Yeah, you'd have to think that the Gordon news would only help him.
3: Yes, it might actually help him the most of any. Patriots player, Would
0: not you, named. I Edelman disagree. O'Brien. I think Patterson Hogan get the biggest boost. Would
3: you st- I think Chris yeah.
0: Hogan
2: is now a uh, number like he's not that far from where I had Gordon.
1: Would you start um, Doug Baldwin or James White? Baldwin. Don't care the format.
0: Um, White and PPR. I'm going to go with White.
1: How about Kenny Galladay in a tough matchup or James White?
2: I'm going to go Galladay. Uh, I'm going to go Galladay too. James but I don't love it.
1: Are you interested in Lashawn McCoy or Chris Ivory?
0: No.
2: Are either of them playing?
0: Are you? Interested- I'm going to guess one of them plays <laughs> because they have not added a running back yeah. to the roster.
1: Right. So are you interested in a starting running back for the Bills?
2: Not no. if there's more than one of them playing.
0: They could have seven guys playing. Yeah, I don't, yeah, know, I don't want. Sure.
1: I don't want any piece. <laughs> and all right, yeah, Josh Allen, um, uh, just not feeling it. He, you know, he doesn't really need to pass to be effective in fantasy. Like, Josh Allen has been a lot better than Lamar Jackson. That needs to be yes. noted. He has,
2: okay, this, and this is my point of contention. In fantasy, he's been better. And, and I, again, I should just abstain from all Josh Allen conversations, apparently. But I, I just don't buy it.
1: Oh, I'm just saying, he has been a lot better in fantasy. in fantasy. He
2: has scored a lot more fantasy points than Lamar Jackson, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't disputing that. That's a fact.
1: So why, are we, so why are we avoiding him? I'm with Jamie, you're the highest. You have him 16th.
0: I think he's an okay streaming option. I'm not running away from him by any stretch. I don't think this Patriots defense is good at all. And so I, I think he'll, you'll still continue to get a decent floor with his rushing. And then it's just a matter of what he does throwing the ball and how many turnovers he has. That's the key. If he gets completely turnover happy, then he's going to be miserable. But I wouldn't be surprised if he gives you right around 200 passing yards, 50, 60 rushing yards, and probably multiple touchdowns.
1: Okay. All right, and then uh, Robert Foster, I mentioned on the Tuesday show, the Patriots have given up, uh what, eight 40-yard passes in their last nine games or something like that. And what do you think about Robert Foster? Do you trust him? He's a high upside flex. Boom bust
2: flex. If, if he scores 15 fantasy points, I won't be that surprised. If he scores two, I won't be surprised at all.
1: Foster or uh Cordell Patterson or Chris Hogan?
2: Foster ahead of them. I'll take Hogan ahead of Foster. I'll take Foster ahead of him.
1: Start sit Gronkowski against the team that allows the third fewest fantasy points to tight ends?
2: Start. Start. Unless you have Dylan Samuels.
1: Patriots DST, how do you feel about him? I like him. Um, yeah. Top 12.
0: Top 12 are behind the streamers. I like the Dolphins better, the Browns better, um, the Falcons better. Denver a-
1: at Oakland. Uh, Denver at Oakland. Stat of the game number one in their last eight games. The Raiders have allowed 11 touchdowns to wide receivers, but only two of those wide receivers have more than 60 receiving yards against Oakland. Uh, that includes T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen, Antonio Brown, Tyree Kill, and an injured Tyler Boyd. None of those guys had more than 60 receiving yards. Um, so that's kind of the thing with Oakland. Teams don't really throw that much, but they do get receiving touchdowns. Do you have any interest
0: in a Denver wide receiver? Dezhan Hamilton and PPR.
2: Yep, I'll start Dezhan in PPR. Um, in non PPR, I think Patrick's actually my favorite, but he's there. There, nobody's but in the top thirty.
1: Deshaun Hamilton or James White?
2: White. I'll take Hamilton in PPR.
1: Um. Nah,
3: screw that. I'm taking
1: White either way. <laughs> okay. Um, and then stat of the game number two: Derek Carr has not thrown an interception in nine games. But Denver has seven interceptions in their last five games. But Oakland allows the third most sacks in the NFL to make you feel even better about the Denver DST this week.
3: I like them a lot. That Oakland offensive line's in terrible shape. They are going to get to Derek Carr. I would imagine the interception stat of the week will change. He
0: will throw a pick. Uh Low-end starter for me. What, Denver? The Broncos defense, yeah. I'd rather again the streaming options over them.
1: So is Philip Lindsay the only great start in this game? Oh, sorry, yes. Jared, Jared Cook. Okay. I always forget about Jared Cook. What about I'm Jordy? Jordy? What about over Jordy? The e Broncos receivers? Yeah. Jordy is
0: in the mix this week. Yes. So, but as, great start. Especially in great start. No. Good start. Yes.
1: Seven or more targets in three straight games for Nelson. And if you look at the last two games without Chris Harris, Dante Pettis had seven targets, 49 yards and a touchdown. Antonio Callaway had seven targets, 35 yards and a touchdown. Um, Brett Perry, Brashad uh, Perryman also had <laughs> Brett Perryman. That's a throwback. He had two targets. He caught a touchdown. Jarvis Landry, of course, was crap. So, um, yeah, all all right. Uh, Nelson, let's see. Let's, Let's flex it a little bit. Nelson or Gus Edwards in PPR? Nelson. I think Nelson is
3: probably safer. Yeah, Nelson for sure.
1: Nelson or Marlon Mack? Mack. Mack attack. Mack. Nelson or Tariq Cohen? Cohen. Yeah, go on. All right. Anything else from this game? Doug Martin? No. No. All righty. All right. Um, Green Bay at the Jets. We're going to get to Green Bay at the Jets after this quick break. You hear about some of our other podcasts. Uh, Which running back do you like better in this game?
3: I started the week liking Williams better. I've changed my mind. I think McGuire's in better position to have a
0: great game. I like Williams better. Uh, I like McGuire better. I said it all week long.
1: Okay. Dave, what made you change your mind and go to Eli McGuire? Kenny
3: Clark being hurt definitely is a huge factor. That guy's awesome against the run. He's not there. I just think the Jets are playing good ball right now, and McGuire isn't a great talent, but he's getting 20 touches a game, and he's getting goal line work, and the Packers' defense is just terrible. They're on the road for the second week in a row. I think McGuire has more upside.
1: You also are pretty darn high on Sam Darnold. You've got him 13th. He's been playing great. Has been playing great or played great last week? Last two games have been great. Okay. Eh, last week was great.
2: I'll, and I'll I'll just even add, I don't think last week was that great. So
1: Oh really? I thought he played really well last week. I'm
2: yeah, why, fine why with how he's played. Playing? I mean, he threw thirty eight times and had two hundred and fifty yards.
0: That's he's a rookie quarterback against a good defense though.
2: Right. It's it's mediocre. I don't I like as Adam likes to say, I don't think the Texans pass defense is that great. It's they they get good pressure but yeah he, he averaged 6.6 shorts 6 per attempt. He made
1: week. some plays, but I mean that's he, fair. He like, made he, some good I, I'm not
2: saying he's bad. He I just don't
1: think Yeah, you know, I mean he doesn't really have a lot of great weapons. I mean that's part of it, you know. So that's that factors in. He's got Robbie Anderson, what else? Um yeah, I mean I I'd, I'd have trouble trusting my fantasy championship to Sam Darnold. But uh it, you've got Dave, you got him ahead of Baker Mayfield. I imagine most Yeah, people... I don't
3: know, if I'm going to keep that. But he's still going to be top 15 for me this week.
1: Not, doesn't look like there's a ton of great quarterbacks this week. There's a lot of question marks. Yeah, because after that, we're looking at Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Jameis Winston. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, Hope hopefully you have someone better, like Aaron Rodgers. So you guys are starting Aaron Rodgers this week. And then, what are your expectations for Jamal Williams and Maguire? Because I, I think they're ranked fairly similarly, right? They're good starts.
2: I think that uh, Williams gets you about 85 yards and a pretty good chance of a score. I think McGuire gets you about 70 yards and a decent
0: chance of a score. I'd flip that, but I think they're very close.
1: Uh, would you start them over Sony Michelle?
0: In PPR, I would start McGuire and Williams over Michelle. I would too.
1: How about in non-PPR?
0: No, i take Michelle
2: In non-PPR, I will still... I've got Williams and Michelle back-to-back. I'll still take Williams over Michelle.
1: How about Tevin Coleman with Edo Smith out? Would you start him over these guys? All of them. Okay. Uh, Robbie Anderson is a must-start this week, and Devontae Adams is a must-start. Any other wide receivers that we're looking at in this game? No. Okay. I mean, you look at the Jets the last five games and what they've allowed to wide receivers, it is staggering. They have allowed 70 yards or a touchdown to eight wide receivers in their last five games, and that doesn't include Isaiah McKenzie, who had a rushing touchdown. Um, Which tight end do you like better?
2: I like Graham better
0: as long as Cobb doesn't play. I'll take Herndon.
3: I've got Herndon a spot ahead of Graham in non-PPR, and I believe it's flipped in PPR. Nope, it's not. Never mind. Herndon.
1: This game stinks. Um, no, it's going to be a Jets win. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. You think so?
3: Yeah. You want to bet on it? Yes. Because I already got a bet with Jamie. I'm playing against Jamie in one of our fantasy finals. Ooh. I've got another game with Heath and another fantasy final.
1: Heath, we have to figure
3: out something to bet. Okay. I'll get a bet with you too, man. Let's go. Okay. Give me
1: gang green. All right. Well, I said like I'd try pickles or um, coffee. Which I've never had. Um, You've never had coffee and you've never had pickles? No, I've had pickles. But, I mean, I'll eat pickles.
3: Oh, God. Have you ever had a butter pickle? No. Is that what they're called? Am I crazy?
2: Buttered pickle? What are those? They're they're like... They're they're not not sour one. No, he needs to eat one of those big dill pickles. Like the giant ones.
1: (laughs) Disgusting. Like bread and butter (laughs) pickles, right? That's a thing. Maybe some guys. They're the worst of the pickles that you're starting, Robbie Anderson over. I would start Robbie Anderson over these players who I've been starting most of the year. Kenny Gaudet.
3: That's a great one. Jarvis Landry. Not that you've been starting Jarvis all year, but how about uh, David Johnson? I'm not there yet. I wouldn't do that. Okay,
2: I would not either. David Johnson might catch more.
3: Corey battles. Davis. I'm starting over Corey Davis. How about Mark Ingram?
2: Here I'll get a little
3: wild.
1: Yeah.
2: Mike Evans. That oh, is wild.
1: That's uh interesting. Uh all right. Giants at the Colts. Stat of the game. I don't really have a specific stat of the game, but the Giants don't look like an easy matchup. But who are you sitting? I mean, honestly. That's what I put in the notes. <laughs> like, like they've they've done really well against some great quarterbacks. They've allowed three touchdowns to tight ends all year. They've held They've kept DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, and Julio Jones out of the end zone. And they held Michael Thomas like 47 yards. Are you really going to sit T.Y. Hilton? I, I don't know if this is a good or bad matchup for the Colts. Um, are you guys, you know, all systems go in the Colts passing game? And we'll get to Marlon Mack in a second, but what do you think?
2: Start him. Yep. And Marlon Mack. Yep. Start him.
1: Yeah. Mack to me is, I don't know. Maybe the guy I'm most excited about. You know, it's fun. I'm in three finals. I have him in every league, which is like he's That's the one awesome. guy I can cheer for. You would be
2: in a fourth final if you had him in the IDP League. <laughs> but you didn't.
1: No, you know what, Heath? Since you're bragging, if you gave Aaron Jones the fantasy points that Jamal Williams scored, I would be in four finals and you'd be out. So you got lucky. Uh, if
2: Jamal, if Aaron Jones had been there, they would have split carries because Green Bay makes stupid decisions with their running backs.
1: Yeah. Um. T- don't take this away from me this fake win okay so uh Andrew Luck is what is he top five yep okay I'm not gonna get to Dave's got him seventh but Jamie's got him third Heath second you're starting yeah
3: I I think Mac could take away some numbers from luck this week yeah
1: let's talk about Marlon Mack like there's some great waiver wire running backs that we picked up Samuels the Jets and Packers uh the Chiefs situation like are you starting Mac over all of these guys
2: I would start Samuel's over Mac. I would start Damian Williams and PPR over Mac if wears out.
1: Yeah, come on, Marlon Mack, just destroy the Giants like everyone else does. And when he's had good matchups, he's been really good. Um, assuming Beckham is out, where is Evan Ingram in your tight end ranks? Top, Top. six. Yeah. Yep. Would you start him over Jared Cook? No. It, no, I would. Gronkowski? No. No. I would not. Ingram has had 75 or more yards, 75 and 77 yards, two straight games, and the Colts are not good against tight ends. I don't know what his FanDuel price is, but last week it was very affordable and he was a good value. I'll look it up for you. Okay. Um, and then uh, any hesitation at all with Saquon Barkley? No.
0: Um, I like Chris Carson better than
1: Wow. Wow, that's that's interesting. I mean he Chris Carson doesn't really catch pass yeah, I look I get it.
0: I mean, he had six last week.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't really catch passes. The Colts are very good against the run. Uh they, they just did a great job against Ezekiel Elliott, although Zeke had seven catches for forty one yards. But
0: yeah, I mean Barkley's got his numbers. Yeah. It may not right. be a monster game for him, but he has numbers. It's an easy game. It'll and, be good. You're it, starting if him. If Beckham practices, Evan's at
2: fifty seven hundred. I'm going to go out on a limb. <clears throat> if Beckham doesn't play, Sterling Shepard's been awful catching the ball the last couple of weeks, or at least Eli's been awful throwing it to him. But if Beckham doesn't play, Sterling Shepard, and if you start three receivers, Shepard should be one of them.
1: Does it, does it kill you that going into last week's game, I haven't seen the updated stats, but going into last week's game, Eli Manning had a career-high completion percentage and passer rating? Does that just kill you and the narrative that you've been throwing down?
2: Um, no, oh, it should. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, he's had 15 targets in the last two weeks. He's caught four of them <laughs> over his career. He's caught about 60% of his targets. I would expect he's going to get eight, nine targets in this game. That should be five or six catches. Okay.
1: Uh, man, I, I, I just wonder how good this Colts defense is because, like, you don't think of it as a great defense, but they've been really good. The last eight games, three wide receivers have more than 50 yards against them. A lot of it's been the competition they face, but Cooper and Hopkins, they just did very well against. Uh All right, and the Colts DST is 7th for Jamie, 15th for Dave, and 13th for Heath. They have a great matchup. They're very inconsistent. You can stream them if you want. Jacksonville at Miami, stat of the game. Season one of the TV show Magic City was one of the best seasons of any TV show I've ever seen. I recommend it. Uh Are you starting anyone in this game? Other, Dolphins, other than the DSTs.
0: No.
3: Fournette's just too risky? Too risky. It's a great matchup, but we have no idea how much he'll play, how healthy he is. Here's what we do know. His offensive line is brutal, and the offense around him is brutal, and it's hard to envision him. It, it would be easy to envision him being good if he was a lock for 20 touches. I don't think that's the case.
1: Yeah, and uh, which DST do you like better, Dolphins or Jags? Dolphins. Evan Ingram, yep, Ingram 5,700 on FanDuel. That makes him the sixth most expensive tight end. How is Trey Burton more expensive than Evan Ingram?
0: Don't know, but take advantage. Of well, that. they have to probably factor in back and point.
1: Okay. Okay, that's it for the show. Um, two oh, things. oh wait You guys actually have D.D. Westbrook Ranked as a flex Discuss Yeah we probably shouldn't I don't think I do I do Dave and Heath do
0: Um, We lost a member of the fantasy community Yesterday Oh no I think yesterday Two days ago Laura Michaels um, Oh you're I kidding never met me. him I didn't know him But uh, reading the tributes about him sounds like he was an awesome guy. And obviously, I'm sure a lot of people that listen to our show play fancy baseball. Yeah, man. Uh, Our condolences to his family. And uh, gotta go by.
1: Oh, that is so sad. Um, Okay, well, on that note, we will uh, talk to you on Friday. Thanks for listening, everybody.
3: We will announce the good luck player of the year on Friday. Oh,
1: all right. Very exciting. Dave, no outro music today. Just, uh, that was some sad news. Have a good day, everybody. We'll talk to you on Friday.